Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. Today's episode of Royally Obsessed is a action-packed one. But first, you can email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. This is your spot for all things royal news. We have a lot coming up. And first off, we have Charlotte at the Commonwealth Games, Omid Scobie's new book. That's exciting. Earthshot updates that we missed last week. Megan's birthday and Princess Beatrice's. What are we sipping? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Don't mock me. You have a fancy drink and I have in so and out I, That's okay. I, I really wish I had in and out with you today. I'm drinking a Kier Royale. At one, because it has the word royal in it. And two, because I drank these while I was in France. And so I'm still Ooh. vicariously trying to be on vacation. If you don't know, this is just creme de cassis, which is black currant liqueur with a little bit of champagne poured in. And I actually made it today. So I'm going to have a sip really quick. Sounds delicious. It is delicious. You know, what my cocktail of choice for summer has been is been a Paloma, which I've never oh. really had any before. And then suddenly it's what I'm ordering all the time. But I think there's an ad right now that goes Paloma. And it got me like into <laughs> it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, that sounds very West Coast, though, of you. You're still on the West Coast. Yes, one more return. day. I get on a flight tomorrow morning back in Eastern time. Can't wait. And but I will Brooklyn, be sad. And Brooklyn misses you, I'm sure. You miss Brooklyn as well. Yeah, so I treated myself to in and out one last time. The good stuff. Roberta, how have you been, though? How's your week going? Everything. I wanted to tell you that I had a movie watching weekend this weekend. So first of all, Rachel and I got um, you. She had already seen it, but I got a sneak preview of The Princess by Ed Perkins, which is coming out on HBO. So good. I was blown away. We'll talk about that more in a later episode. But also I watched this new BJ Novak movie called Vengeance. Loved it. Was I've floored read about by it. it. I have it on my watch list. It's really good. I really liked it. And I also watched Persuasion, which got completely decimated by critics and it, oh, it actually did? was pretty enjoyable yeah i think if you're a really big jane austen fan you'll just like it's like jane austen i don't know scenery porn kind of like it's the sweeping it's it's like the Kira knightley one in a lot of ways but it's just weird she talks to camera a lot which i mm -hmm. think is the weird part and what people didn't like otherwise dakota johnson was great and i thought it was not bad it I have okay. such a long <laughs> watch a list. No, I, I'm adding both of those things. I told you that I've been binging younger, which is like how many years too late? But I just love a little 30-minute show, and I love Sutton Foster, and my hairdresser recommended it to me. It was like, trust me, this is something that you'll just really enjoy and you can fall asleep to. And I have been blown away by all the royal connections to that show. In particular, Phoebe Denevor is in it, and she has a decent-sized part in it. So anyways... 
That's what I've been watching. She's but I have a long from list. Bridgerton, yes. yes. And you like Hilary Duff as well or not? I actually so really much. like Hilary Duff. The whole cast okay. is fantastic. Anyways, I'm like must watch, but mine's Hillary an Duff. old show. Yours is new. Good and to current. know. Good to know. Adding it. Our listener email. Let's get into it. Yeah, we got a great note from Casey. She is freaking out along with Roberta and I about the Cambridge's visit to Boston. She lives just 30 minutes outside the city. She wrote to us saying, I'm planning to try and go outside the event to try to see William and Kate in person. I have even convinced some friends and my boyfriend to come with me. She adds, as I love that she's been brainstorming clearly, she says, after listening to the podcast today, I hope that you guys can plan an event for all the Boston, New England row rows. That would be so much fun. I mean, Roberta, what a genius idea we could stay with my parents just kidding i'm putting them on the spot um but also fun fact casey says the earthshot news inspired her to do a bit of royal history research and she found out that queen elizabeth and prince philip have visited boston before in 1976 for america's bicentennial celebrations i'm of course including her last line which is thank you for putting together the best podcast ever i mean we won't disagree with that High praise, high praise. But I am so excited, Roberta. We got some more updates from Omid that there are potentially, but it sounds, I mean, he's such a legitimate source that there are potentially bigger U.S. plans behind this. A micro tour, perhaps, with maybe a fundraising event that's 50K ahead, possibly other royal engagements in the Boston area and beyond, like D.C. I checked, and it's been 37 years since Diana and Charles went to D.C. and had that, you know, twirl. She had that twirl with John Travolta around the ballroom there. So what do you think? I think that this is the perfect moment to plug our Royally Obsessed merch so we can make (laughs) $50,000 and buy a table at this event. I am sort of kidding, but sort of not. Shop.royallyobsessed.com. Royal Trivia. If you haven't gotten a copy, come on. We need to raise 50000 you guys. To get we one seat? Do it. Or one table. One, one table. I think it's probably one. Oh, it's 50K no, ahead. No, it's 50K ahead. Is This is all, you know, conjecture. We don't know what well, the Rachel, actual. you have to do your own fundraising effort. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could join together. <laughs> we'll, like, record voicemails for people. What are we saying? We... I don't know. Yeah. We'll do something. We'll... But they. this makes me sort of question if they are here for a long time do you think that there is a chance that they could meet up with the Sussexes will they pop over to California I have a zillion questions one of my predictions I think is that they'll have a media partner for this event so they'll like live stream it and my call is that it'll be Disney plus because Ooh. I feel like Harry's cornered the market with Apple TV and the Oprah series they've definitely and Netflix, the Sussexes, yeah. Netflix deal that's off the table for the Cambridges I think so I would go Disney plus because mm-hmm. the only thing that is that Megan did that elephants movie a while back but that wasn't very big so I don't know we'll see they did hire so they have a US based well it's now I think they're now based in the UK but Lee Thompson was formerly of NBC Universal and they're very up to speed on US United States PR. And I thought that was an interesting part of Omid's article was about the long-term importance and and renewed significance of having a U.S. presence for the Cambridges because it's dwindled a bit with the arrival of the Sussexes here. And I think that this being in Boston, this return, it's the first time since 2014 that Will and Kate have been here. So it it definitely is smart. I mean, tourism, all of that, but we forget. Or no, we don't we don't forget. We talk about it all the time. The Royals are a brand and they need our love over here. So I think we can expect big things. I think we can expect big things, but I don't think we can expect the kids. The kids are still in school Ooh, till mid-December. So I had to check their term dates, which I felt like such a stalker for doing. I was mm-hmm. like, 
Lambrook school dates. Like that just feels so creepy. You're like on the school calendar. (laughs) They're not on break yet. Yeah, they won't be on break. So, but I do think, you know, one of the criticisms of last year's Earthshot was that Kate had this mega platform all eyes on her to promote sustainability and instead did a rewear which is sustainable of her own closet but I think a choosing a designer who's specifically focused on sustainability will be a big part of their little American tour this year yeah I'm a big American tour oh and then one last I feel like I keep saying one more thing but uh this side note I did that did make my ears perk up that was sort of brushed aside is the fact that Jason Knopf is an Earthshot trustee officially that was announced makes me not that thrilled but you know I think they just need to cleanse themselves of his presence and Mm -hmm. I wish that they would but anyways a lot to look forward to. And for those to. who don't know, he's the guy that was, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening knows, but he was the guy really in the midst of the allegations with bullying against Megan that was really buried this year. So it is kind of, it, it's it's a question mark as to why they've kind of hired him into this senior role. Yeah. Anyways, I was just going to say, though, Earthshot is so on my brain. Every time I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm feeling like a little like what's going on in the world. I like think about the fact that the Cambridges will be in Boston and get so excited. Oh, I have a Google flight alert out. <laughs> I, I do have Google flight alerts for each the two first weekends in December. I mean, I just don't know which one it'll be. It's early December. It has to be one of those. So don't worry, Rachel, we're going. Okay, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Of course, Megan's birthday. She turns 41 on August 4th, the day that this episode drops. Happy birthday, We should sing. Megan. I just mentioned our we, beautiful singing can abilities. Can I claim. cheers with my In-N-Out Coke? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I should have been more. I should have poured something in my Coke. <laughs> That's okay. But cheers. That's Happy okay. birthday, Megan. 41. In-N-Out. She probably is celebrating with In-N-Out, too. I you're hope you're so. actually very yes. on brand for mm-hmm. this. Um, so just a reminder, obviously, we we know this, but it's there's also more history about Megan in Royal Trivia just another plug. She was born to Thomas Markle and Doria Ragland in 1981, just five days after Diana's wedding to Charles. It really feels like it's on the heels this year as we just talked about that last week. All right, so we just wanted to flash back Megan's year interview. So she started off by the 40 for 40 mentorship. Remember that, Rachel? Yes, we I did loved that own. initiative. I actually can't yeah. believe that was only a year ago. I know, with Melissa McCarthy. So it was so funny. Then we had the mini tour of New York that concluded with the Global Citizen Live in Central Park. The Salute to Freedom Gala in that red Carolina Herrera dress. Then the Christmas card, which was our first glimpse of Baby Lily. Then we had the NAACP Image Awards, which Doria attended ended with Megan that was really fun the Invictus Games and the Platinum Jubilee a wild year I feel like sometimes we don't see them a lot and then I look back and think they've been everywhere this year it feels like yeah they have had a lot going on for sure so we wanted to do highs and lows of Megan's year. Rachel, what are your highs and lows of the year? In I know. Well, you just mentioned my high, which is the Global Citizen Live concert in New York City. Not the recent visit, but that from way back when. I, it was right after her 40th, actually, where she wore that Valentino mini dress. And we also had that amazing episode with Romney Smith where she got the in-person. She gave us the in-person account of being in her presence. But I think it was just how incredible Megan looked after, you know, that was her, I think, our first sighting of her since 
Lily arrived. And then Harry had that line in his speech that said, my wife, and the crowd went wild. And I think that was just such a heart swell moment for me. And I think my low, are we doing lows yet? Yeah, do lows. So my low, I think, is just the balcony appearance that wasn't. I've been vocal about that. I know that there's Mm -hmm. protocols and all of that stuff that was followed, but I, I just felt such disappointment over that. And I think it could have been done better but again again we we've talked about this ad nauseum both sides likely had a stake in what happened at the platinum jubilee but that was my low yeah it could have been their choice as well my high is the lily birthday pictures especially the black and white one with megan i think that kind of embodies the relaxed vibe and that they're able to release pictures of their own accord that they feel comfortable releasing she just looked so at peace and i think that's really a stressful time because they were here for the first time i mean megan was here for the first time since leaving london so that must have been really stressful to come back to but i think just the joy of celebrating you know lily's first birthday and they were with family and friends that seems like a huge high for her and then my low is just the bullying investigation not to bring this up again but i think that that would be really frustrating to know that it's not going to see the light of day because i think ultimately in my opinion it would have cleared her name um that's just my guess so i think that that would be really hard to know that that you know even even just the investigation into hr in general for buckingham palace we all want to know what's going on there so i think it's it's frustrating for everyone involved i also just wanted to shout before we moved on to the news of the week that princess beatrice's birthday is also this week it's actually on monday she'll be 34 on august 8th so back to back royal birthdays so many celebrations we're getting into that time because then harry's comes up there's a lot going on yeah fall is jam-packed really is earth shot can't think about anything else (laughs) okay the news of the week omid's new book omid scoby we got the the news he tweeted it and then a lot of places picked it up that he is officially writing another book holy speculation roberta here is what we know it's from Day Street, HarperCollins. It's due out in 2023. The book will focus on, quote, a new chapter of the royal story, feature unique insight, deep access, and exclusive revelations. Do you remember when we just had our world stop to read Finding Freedom? That was in the heart of the pandemic. We asked him about this in our last interview with him. So let's go and maybe play that little snippet. Oh, from yeah, we said we, we asked him. Let's play it. Omid, before we let you go, what are you working on next? And will AirPod be back? We ha- we have to ask you about that. We miss it. Um, I will have some news on a couple of things, actually, very soon. I know that's really annoyingly vague. Um, I'm trying not to jinx anything right now. But I think for me, the past year has been a chance to move forward from some of the stories that I've surrounded myself for the past few years and focus on something a little different. So I will leave it at that, but I promise I'll come to you when I have something more interesting to share beyond a vague sentence. Okay, we're going to hold him he to promised. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just going to say. But I, I think that what's been fascinating is all the critics, right, are saying, oh, what else is there left to say about the Sussexes? But my gut is saying that this book isn't about the Sussexes. What about you, Roberta? I mean, the the way he phrases the next royal chapter makes me think a chapter is part of one big story which is that he has mainly focused on the Sussexes so I do think that that is 
likely the case. Although the way he phrases it to us as well is that he's ready to move on from some of the stories that he was covering a lot of. So but what if the next royal chapter so torn. has to do with the changing of the guard? Like, you know, the queen is going to be, you know, she's 96. Like Charles, like Charles is coming on the scene. Yeah, oh. like Kate and William, like this new kind of what the the new monarchy. I've been, I was really thinking, or the he has such a first, you know, front row seat to all the press. And we had that Princess in the Press documentary. I'm just, my mind is spinning of what this could but be. But most I'm very of the excited. predictions, it seems like most people assume it will be like the second installment, the sequel to Finding Freedom. Yes. So... Is it Freedom Found? Like, what are some good titles there? I mean, I defer to you fully on this. Like, I this is not my wheelhouse, and I think people should hire you to just come up with their book she, titles. I think we should ask our audience, because our audience always yes, email surprises us. us with the most amazing title recommendations. I, I don't know. If it is about Meghan and Harry, I think that Omid will have so much material from Harry himself, because it will come out after the memoir. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that there will be... That will be a big, big part of it. But then it would be weird if everyone else has read the memoir. How can he dig deeper? How can he have exclusive revelation? So it's fascinating. I hope that he will come on again and talk to us about it soon. Yes, I'm so excited. I just, again, I remember us like stopping everything to just read and how dog-eared my book was. And I just, I can't wait for the next one. Omid's such a great writer. And then to kind of have it all confirmed in court. That was, or not confirmed. There were things that were also not, you know, so it was very interesting. So congrats, Omid. Let's just say that. Yeah. Cheers to Omid. We're cheersing this whole episode. Yeah. I know. It's a very celebratory episode. And the celebrations continue because... It is Charlotte's world, and we're all just living in it. <laughs> living so, for it, too. <laughs> I originally titled this Cambridge section Swimming, Sailing, Soccer, and School, but my alt title is Charlotte's Renaissance Era, which it truly is. We saw her so much today. We're recording this episode on Tuesday, which is when Kate, William, and Charlotte, seven years old, stepped out today for the 22nd Commonwealth Games George got Wimbledon, Charlotte gets the Commonwealth Games. I don't know who wins that, but I think Charlotte's outfit was much more sports-watching appropriate. It was a delight to see her. So she watched the swimming, hockey, and gymnastics meets, and her fave by far is gymnastics. You can tell from her expressions, but also she told the CEO of Sports Aid, which Kate's patron of, she really, really loved swimming, but she's most interested in gymnastics. She said, it's gymnastics that I like. That's what she told him. And I have to say the facial expressions remind me a lot of Kate watching Wimbledon. And I feel like Louis, Charlotte, and Kate are all that kind of like a royal who grows up royal like William and Harry can is really like I feel like they train themselves to not show expressions that much and emotion. That's a really good but observation. Kate, I like that. You know what I mean? Kate yeah. is like she's so expressive. So I think they get that from their mom. They also took home souvenirs. The mascot of the Commonwealth Games is this brightly colored rainbow cow. So they took home three of those. So obviously Louis and George get one as well, which was really Keep cute. Keep it fair. All Smart parenting. One. I know. Kate, yep. Uh, Kate rewore her McQueen white suit from the Caribbean tour. And Charlotte had a little slideshow dressing moment with her mom from the day previously by wearing a striped navy and white little dress. All I want Rachel. is that Airdem sweater that Kate wore, by the way. I know we're going to talk about it, but I... 
just we are gonna talk about you're jumping ahead wait i wanted to i wanted to see which charlotte you are because there is (laughs) i would i'm holding it up to the camera all the expressions from charlotte which charlotte are you today gosh which charlotte am i today i think that i am I love number four so much. I want to be that every day, but I kind of like number Describe six. It. She's got her mouth open, but her eyes are <laughs> popping. She just looks adorable. I love the braids. And then I think number seven a little too. Just really oh, fun. Seven's good too. We should Excited. post that somehow. It's great. I know. It's good. It's good. I found it on Instagram. So yes. So mentioning the striped sweater, Kate was in Plymouth yesterday, a big week out for the Cambridges. She was with Sir Ben Ainsley, who's the most successful sailor in Olympic history. He's head of Team Great Britain. And Kate actually went sailing. She had three outfit changes in the day. One was that uh, striped sweater you mentioned with the white shorts from Holland and Cooper. Very sailor on the nose. And then she changed into a scuba suit and took off her ring, which reminded me of when we talked about Belize and she scuba dived with her ring on. Well, and she also wasn't wearing the ring when she was at the um, Commonwealth Games. Did you see that? The engagement ring wasn't there. There was so much chatter. Why do you think that is, though? I'm confused by that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just, I think some of the conjecture online is that it's maybe being cleaned or maybe it's just, I don't, as someone, you know, I'm obviously married. I have not been wearing my wedding and engagement ring most of the pandemic because I'm not, you know, sometimes you're just like running out the door and I don't sleep in it. And But then I'll throw on the wedding ring. And she did have her wedding ring on at the Commonwealth Games, but I just thought it was, it's interesting when you don't see it because it's very few and far between that she doesn't have it on. And like you said, the scuba diving, like maybe that was I would maybe flip-flop and not wear it scuba diving and wear it to the Commonwealth Games. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking for the sailing thing was she obviously wore it when she arrived and it went so well with the navy sweater, but then she had the outfit change and took it off. And I'm like, if you're her assistant and you have to be the one in charge of making sure that it's... what do you Whose do you job is that? Do you have... <laughs> Do you have a lockbox? Like, <laughs> lock and then box. did they lose it because she didn't wear it to the Commonwealth Games? I'm really worried. I need to see the ring. I wonder if the it. Commonwealth Games is so busy and so many people that it's almost a little bit of a liability. Or maybe there I was mean, like a loose stone or something. It's just being fixed, you know. But we're all talking about it. We're very concerned. We're very concerned. Our and hearts. I'm really concerned for the assistant that has to be in Yes, we are of thinking that. of you and That's sending love. You've got so this. So stressful. So stressful. All right. Just one more thing. Um, oh, no. Two more things. So we had the lionesses, that William and Charlotte video. I told you it's Charlotte's world. We're all just living in it. Here's the clip from that. We both want to wish the lionesses the best of luck for tonight. You've done amazingly well in the competition and we're rooting for you all the way. Good luck. I hope you win. Bye. Bye. We should just play that for ourselves ahead of any presentation or anything that you need to psych yourself. Good luck. I hope you win. Bye. Like, (laughs) I would feel energized. I'd be pumped. And they did win. It was good luck charm Charlotte that helped them win because they dominated Germany. And actually, their next game, their match, I don't know, soccer, sports, whatever. Their next match is October 7th. If they qualify for the World Cup, they'll be playing, guess, who? The U.S. <gasps> very exciting. Very, very In exciting. Wembley. Come on, Harry and Meghan, get over there. Let's watch this. That would be oh. incredible. Of course, William presented the trophy to team captain Leah Williamson. Big hugs all around. 
and that big showdown's coming up. I just want to say that the Cambridges normally are not this active on their summer break. They're taking a break from summer break to do all of these things, which I was really surprised. I didn't expect to see them until September. That Lambrook School goes back September 8th. I know, stalker, I looked. So, and it's 15 minutes from Adelaide. Supposedly it's confirmed three kids are, all three kids are going. You can board your kids there, but supposedly they're not going to. But get this, Rachel, I feel like you would really, really appreciate this. You can also just request to board your kids for one night. And most parents decide on Friday that they're boarding their kids for one night. <laughs> like they wow. board them for Friday night so that they can, this article I was reading said that like, if you wanted to have a dinner party and That's then you don't incredible. have to be worried about being hung over. I don't know. Is that weird? Is that That's great? impressive. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing. I just, in general, I feel like it's fascinating how much pressure is on the Cambridges to, and their kids to make an appearance or any of these events exciting, right? Because, I think the Commonwealth Games was opened by Charles and Camilla, and it wasn't totally on our radar until William and Kate, but ultimately, mostly, Charlotte shows up. I mean, but yeah. William and Kate, too. Like, so I think that that's all really I know. I, I do There's think a lot that of pressure there. we talked about it was a little bit snoozy. Like, should we even talk about the Commonwealth Games until the Cambridges showed up? And that in itself is a lot of pressure. I mean, I, I don't think Charlotte's aware of that pressure, and I love that just like George, she gets solo time with her parents. Yes, I think, I think that's really nice. a really nice. good job of that. That's really sweet. But yeah, I mean, even Sophie, like she looked incredible the other day in this blue dress for the Commonwealth Games. And Edward has been handing out trophies yes, left and right. Yes, we should mention the Wessexes as well, because yeah. I think the kids also looked really great too, the, the Wessex children. So I know. Okay, highs and lows. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Ah, my low is like I I feel like I'm like stuck on repeat with this with Charles's cash for honor scandals because there's just another donation and it's just from you know another kind of eyebrow raising source. It's two half brothers of Osama bin Laden who have donated over one million pounds in. 2013 the sunday times broke this story recently my low is that it just seems kind of like police keep shrugging off this behavior it seems like they're invest there are investigations but they don't really go anywhere and charles keeps getting away with it by blaming his staff saying he's not aware it's also you know on the heels of this huge news for the u.s that there was the drone killing of the leader of al-qaeda so it's just like really now I mean, they've just kind of batted away these mm-hmm. investigations. I don't know. Yeah. What's your low, Rachel? My low is what was trending. I can't believe we're talking about this on this on Royally Obsessed. But um, <laughs> what was trending on Twitter, the Prince of Pegging, um, it was it came from this Dumois posting, this rumor that was ultimately assigned to Prince William. It resurfaced the Rose Hanbury affair rumors. And I'm definitely not shaming, but I'm also, I think... I'm just not believing because I think call me old fashioned and I do follow Dumois and I know that they're very they have a disclaimer but journalistically there's no fact check here and it's just a rumor and it's just as salacious as a tabloid but I'm just I think I'm just I, I don't know if this is technically qualifying as a low but never complain never explain will William and Kate adhere to that with this will it just get buried will we get a statement I just have so many questions about this and the fact I was I really did a double take I think you probably did too <laughs> 
totally. I just ke- kept laughing to myself thinking about who has to explain yes. to the queen why Prince of Pegging is trending. They went viral for not the reason that they probably wanted I have to. no idea if they do or not. And whatever, you know, more, more power, power to, to them, them or yes. not. <laughs> exactly. You can tell that we're But both I think soft. it's just kind of this like it was <laughs> giggly over this. Came out of out of nowhere. Anyways, it really did and I hope William can explain it to his granny. Um, my high is that this Vanity Fair headline itself is my high. It's Gen Z just found out Prince William and Kate Middleton used to party. Oh, wow. Gen Z is in for a treat. Rachel, will you please click the link of the TikTok that went viral? I just want to say that Roberta has told me that I cannot open this text that she sent me, and I am opening it for the first time right now. It's on. Uh, it's opening. Hold on. You'll enjoy the little pictures. I mean, this is gold. Wow. Early dating days. Party days. They had a great, great uh, courtship. You got to admit. Like, they were able to preserve that. I'm so happy for them. They had so much fun in their 20s. And I love that Gen Z's just discovering this. And the TikTok, if you guys want to watch it, it's at DannyD1. It's now been viewed over 5 million times. It definitely went viral. It's just fun. It's fun to see that of them. Yeah, I love that. The early What's days. What's your high? So my high is just this resurgence of and, and kind of newness with Kate, but wearing shorts like we just talked about. But Kate, we had Megan when she was in New York City. It's really boosting my own shorts wearing confidence. I brought a few pairs of shorts on this trip to California. And I can't even believe if if you told Rachel from 10 years ago or even one year ago that she would be packing shorts in her suitcase, I would have laughed out loud. But I look at them and they are both are 40. Megan's about to turn 41. I'm about I'm whispering it, but I'm about to turn 40 as well. So I feel a Shout lot it of from like, the rooftops, Rachel. <laughs> I have to say rooftops. it out loud. But I really, really feel inspired by them. And I am just I wore a pair of AYR shorts on this trip and I just was like, God, I feel good. I feel sexy. And they are helping encourage that. So that's my high. Wait. Okay. Send me the link after this. And also the Spanx shorts that you love. I need those links. That's They're great. Review personal. on Pure Wow. We're just plugging ourselves nonstop in this episode. I know. <laughs> but they are really good. Um, speaking of 40th birthdays, though, Kate and William's birthday. We never heard more about that. It was supposed yeah. to be like this big red speaking carpet of their moment. partying days. Maybe that's coming up. Maybe they're up. saving it for Boston. Oh. And the other prediction that we forgot for Megan's birthday, I feel like Archetypes is going to be released. We just yes, need to say that we, we called it. Yes, how we talk about that? <laughs> we do have that prediction. We will find out on Thursday. We are very optimistic. Yeah, and we'll talk about it next week if it does. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. If you do enjoy the podcast like Casey does, please, please, please leave us five stars. We'd love that. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Please email us info at gallerypodcast.com with those title suggestions for Omid's new book, sequel, whatever it is. And till next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.